Hello friends, welcome to a very special COVID-19 quarantine episode of No One Is Listening. Um, I'm one of your co-hosts, Steve, and with me as always is Jen. Jen, would you like to say hi from your remote location? Hi friends, it's it's so nice to um, do this, even though like I, we're literally not in the same room and I don't know where what anything is anymore. Yeah, um, you know, we'll be in this episode, we'll be going through some of the things that we've been uh, watching and, you know, um, Jen, would you call us tastemakers or tastemakers? Is I mean, that- I, I would like to call us tastemakers. I, I don't think we are quite there yet. And I don't think I'll ever be there because <laughs> none of the things that I like are tasteful. But sure. Yes. For the yes. purposes of this. Yeah. Podcast. So we're going to make your taste and then you can. <laughs> We'll recommend, you know, what we've been watching or what we want to watch. Um, I know for me, uh, before all this happened, um, like I, I remember right before this happened, I was flying and I told you all the movies I got to watch on the plane. I was so very I'll, excited. Yes. Yes, I was very excited too. And so I'll talk about that. Um, but you had a really good idea. Um, maybe we can just talk about our current situations, what we're going through, and um, you know, ever since this happened, like you know, like a month ago. So, uh, Jen, why don't you start us off? What are, what's your current situation like? What, do you, what have you been going through and, you know, what's been happening with you during all this? Yeah, I mean, okay, so I'm actually going to preface this with, like, I think I just really feel for so many people right now, um, you know, obviously people who are sick, people oh, oh, who, are, of course. who are on the front lines, people who are taking care of those people, and obviously people who have been laid off or furloughed. So, like, none of what I'm about to say is, like, dramatic at all but I am very tired of being at home um I literally spend (laughs) 24 hours a day like seven days a week at home now um I have a little corner of my um my space that I've set up um as my like workstation and like it's hard like I've never liked working from home um and this certainly hasn't changed any of that like I literally feel like I'm chained to my desk all day and it's just been really busy too so it's been I guess nice because then there is a distraction from like having CNN on all day but it's been I don't know it's just kind of not been like great or fun um but it's the new normal and I've gotten used to it and it's it is what it is but uh I I just really you know, Steve, like, I, like, I love people, and I love hanging out with people, but, like, that's not what I miss the most. (laughs) I, like, miss, like, I miss going to the movies. I miss movie theater popcorn. I miss, like, sitting at a restaurant. Like, just things that, like, we never, ever, like, thought about, like, twice that, like, we can't do anymore, and, you know, who knows when we're able to do that again. Um, So, Like, that's just kind of, like, what I've been feeling. Um, I know you've been really busy, so what about you? Yeah, you know, um, wait, can I ask you some questions about your situation? So do you you ever, well, I just really have, like, only one or two questions, but do you ever, like, go outside when, like, the weather's nice? And do you just, like, walk? Yes, so I I do also miss the gym, but, like, this is also... Oh, my God, the gym. But this is also making me feel like I may not need a gym membership because, like, there are some, like, you know, I'll talk about this later, but I've, like, been really into, like, finding things on, like, YouTube to, like, work mm-hmm. out to. So, like, I'm just like, hmm, maybe I don't need my gym. Um, but, like, during the day, like, a lot of my coworkers and colleagues, like, go outside and, like, I don't do it because, like, I literally 
um, like it's been the nature of my job and also just like the projects that I'm working on right now. Like I really feel like I can't really step away from my desk. So I don't really go out during the day, but um, like at night um, and that when I asked you like what time you wanted to do this, I gave you very specific times. <laughs> and it's because like I take a nightly walk around my neighborhood like an old oh, person. Oh, that's nice. Um, like I power walk through my neighborhood like for an hour and like it's been nice but it's also just like what is my life like why why is why is this the only thing I'm doing um, so sometimes I catch those um, you know by that vitamin D but sometimes I don't and it, it just depends on the day yeah I mean and your neighborhood is like really hilly so it's not like a that's not a that's not a, like an easy walk yeah it's it's a lot of like you go up the you go all the way yep, up and you come yep, back down. Yeah, I tough. go up, I go down, I like like go through all the crevices. Um, I've become like friends with like a skunk that I see every day. Um, How do you know it's the same skunk? Um, maybe it isn't, but like I don't know. I always say hi to it, and it always runs away from me, and it hurts my feelings. But um, like I literally am just like, oh, I feel so at one with nature, and I'm like, who <laughs> am I? <laughs> But it's also at night, so I'm just like, I feel weird. Like, I mean, it's a safe neighborhood, I think. But, like, I'm just like, I just, I don't really understand why this is my life right now. So, that's, so, yeah, I don't really go out during the day. But I, I hope to one day. Yeah, I, I think for me, it's, uh, it's interesting because I, uh, like, I have been really busy, but not with work that was originally part of my job. It's, like, yep. because of all this stuff, like, other things have come so like the work that I normally do like uh predictably has like decreased Mm -hmm. but then all this unexpected stuff has come up and so yeah I have been a lot busier but um not like with you like you probably have these windows of time where it's like between you know nine to five like you have no free time you know for me it's like these pockets of so it's like I'll have work to do like 10 a.m and I'll work to do all the way up until like 11 30 p.m but it's not straight right you know what I mean it's like it's like these emails or you know these projects or these errands that come up like out of nowhere and I have to be like ready at any moment you know what I mean um so and I'm sure a lot of people you know can relate to that you know, I'm, I, I'm sure that's, you know, affecting a lot of people in that way. Like I was talking to my brother, he and I work in incredibly different industries. Mm-hmm. And um, he was saying like, yeah, you know, like he'll get up and he'll have stuff to do. And then he just gets emails like all the time now. All the know? time. Yeah. People it's like, like literally. And like, what do you and not do? straight, like, but like, right. Just, like, like there's no off hour now. No, it's because like nobody's doing anything outside of work. Right. So it's like really hard to like shut it off I think um but like do you would you prefer that like there was like a set time where you were insanely busy or instead of like what you're facing right now which is like erratic and also just kind of not like a you know on a nine to five type schedule I would I would definitely prefer the the former for sure Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think I think this is like a nice change of pace once in a while, but like this is unsustainable for sure, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, I knew you were stressed because you sent me like seventeen messages about like <laughs> the things you were working on. And I was like, I'm so sorry. No, it's 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 gotten a lot better for sure. It just it took us a while. Like, I, and I'm sure this is the case for everyone, for most people, whether they have work or they don't have work. But it's like you know, you it takes some getting used to for sure. Yeah. 
you know? Um, so with that, why don't we jump into stuff that we've watched, stuff we're, we're watching, stuff we're discovering, stuff we're rediscovering. Um, I have a list of like three movies that I watched pre-COVID-19, and then I have uh, two TV shows that I've been getting into since COVID-19. How do you want to, how do you want to do this? You know, that's, uh, we should maybe have discussed this before. <laughs> now I realize I'm just like, oh, we didn't talk about this. Um, I was thinking maybe um, going through, um, hmm. so I was also, I was thinking maybe we could go through things like by platform but again like I also mm. didn't organize my stuff on platforms either so maybe that's not the best um why don't you start with the stuff that you watch pre-COVID and those are movies right yeah yeah three so movies maybe why don't we pre-COVID. why don't we talk about our movies first okay okay sounds good so um in terms of platform I the one I got to see in theater uh two I saw on the plane um on the way to Chicago mm. um so the first one I watched was uh, Get Out I finally, I know we've talked about that like a bunch of times here, and maybe some people might be like surprised to hear that I haven't watched it yet yeah. because of how, uh, how like lovingly I talk about it. Yeah, it's because I, I read the Wikipedia and I read a lot of articles about it. it. It, I there was nothing that like surprised me in the movie. I knew, and like there's no, I, it was like quote unquote like spoiled for me. But it, I'll be honest, Jen, like it did not. It, I actually preferred that because it was so suspenseful and it was it's is it considered horror would you consider it horror yes um but isn't that why you didn't want to watch it like initially yeah initially yeah so can i ask you a question sure are things less scary i i make i'm like kind of fascinated by um like watching movies on airplanes and how that affects or impacts like the like the movie experience Mm-hmm. I think for some movies it works and for some movies it doesn't. But do, do, did you feel like the movie was less scary because you were on a plane with all these people? And like the sounds, all, like not like, you know, like. No, not, okay. it was not. The, the, what made it less scary was that I knew what Everything. was going to happen. I knew who was who and what. Got there it. was no twist. So I actually, it was almost like when you watch a movie the second or third time to catch stuff you didn't catch the first time. Yep. You know what I mean? That's yeah. what it kind of like felt like for me. And okay. um, I wish I hadn't watched it on a on an airplane. Mm-hmm. But you know, like in the comfort of my, or even if I had watched it in theater after having read the Wikipedia, would have been fine. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm just like really glad I, I read it first. And it was, I I mean, maybe part of the movie experience is like you know the shock the first time, or you know realizing. <laughs> certain things that you didn't know going in but for me I um I I feel like yeah like the shock value wasn't there but I had such an appreciation for the movie going in and it blew me away even still I was like that's, so happy that's impressive afterwards. Yeah, yeah I was like so happy with it and there were certain like small plot details that I had forgotten about I knew about like the themes Mm-hmm. right and the characters but at the very end i totally forgot his friend shows up yeah. and so when he's there i was like oh i was like, so happy <laughs> you know um and uh i even like seeing um i forget his last name but uh lakeith i forget yeah. his last the actor Danfield. Yep. yeah you know like i 
totally forgot he was in the movie. You know, because this was pre-Atlanta, I think, or maybe it was. Man, like, I'm trying to remember him in the movie. Is he? He's the, the. He's the the dude. He's the the first guy that shows up. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, and he's yeah. he's like the weirdo at the party. Yeah, you know? he's so like ubiquitous. Like he's everywhere. Um, I feel like he's the hardest working actor in Hollywood because like he's literally in like every other movie. Yeah. Um. Oh, what's yeah. the Netflix movie that he was in? Someone great. Something yeah, great. Yeah, Someone yeah. great. Someone yeah. Great, yeah. I mean, Gina Rodriguez is canceled, but like it's a it's a it's a good movie. Oh, you have to tell me more about that later. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, no, Get Out was so good. And so I was now like, you oh, have happy. to watch us. And, no. Okay. I do. Wait, I do. Yeah. yeah. No. Oh, all right. I'll. I'll be honest. Like. I was doing stuff in my seat because I was like so tense. And yeah. my wife was looking at me like I was a crazy person. Like, can you stop doing this on the plane? People You're are embarrassing looking, me. Yeah, people <laughs> are looking at you weird. Um, I mean, don't you feel like you kind of have to just like follow up with us now and see, watch us and see like if Jordan Peele is like our great new, like, I don't know. Um, I mean, I. I I didn't until now, I guess. <laughs> okay. I mean, you don't have to. I'm just saying. <laughs> but yeah, no. Get Out, so good. So yeah. good. I can't recommend it highly enough. And if you're like a scaredy cat like me, like if as long as you know going in what exactly it like kind of happens, um, it's still suspenseful for sure, but it's it does, it's not nearly as scary as you, if I had do you Do you know that that's how I watch most movies? Like, I literally have the Wikipedia page open. Um, and for me, it's, like, it doesn't matter if it's a horror movie. Like, I just kind of want to know what's happening. And, like, really one of the only things that I haven't done that for, like, I didn't just say for- Avengers? No. <laughs> no. Uh, no, because I think by the time I watched Endgame, it was, like, it was too early for a Wikipedia page to have been up because I was there like opening weekend. But um, like the only movie that recently that I I didn't do that for was Parasite, Parasite because I knew like people um were like you cannot know anything going into it. Um, by the way, can I just hinge on this Parasite point because I don't think <laughs> we talked about this since the last podcast. But um, hi, who who was the victor other than Bong Joon Ho oh, and right. Parasite? Like I fucking murdered my ballot um you did i'm so happy anyways what a historic moment um but yeah i like literally like have to have the wikipedia page and for me it's a little bit of a time management thing too because like i like to anticipate like knowing like when something i don't know you probably shouldn't live life like this i should probably go to therapy but like i just kind of need to know like what's happening and like um anticipate like like how much longer like something is going to be um which is also why this whole COVID stuff is very nerve like wracking for me because there's no end in sight and nobody can tell you when it's ending um yeah yeah so that's how I watch every movie just fun fact yeah for me it's like I'll do that for a movie that I don't think I'm gonna watch yeah uh or I'll do it in the middle of a movie if again I'm like oh I want to know how this ends but I'm not super into it like, but not at the movie theater, right? Like, you're talking about, like, if... Oh, yeah, at home, at home, yeah, yeah, Like, yeah, at home. so that you can figure out whether you're going to finish watching it or not? No, just because, like, I'm like, oh, in case I don't finish this, at least I know what happens. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, do you want to talk about a movie that you've seen? 
Yeah, so the last movie that I watched in theaters um, and that is now on Hulu is a French movie called Portrait of a Lady on Fire. And oh, I've heard of that. It's very, it's very, very good. And I think that um, um, it is, it's, it's not, uh, I, I want to say like, it's a very quiet movie. So I feel like you kind of have to be in a mood to watch it. Um and there's not like a ton of dialogue, but it's just very like it's so beautiful. And um, I'm really glad that um, it's on Hulu and Hulu's like killing it, by the way. But I think it's also like they have a distribution deal with like Neon. So Parasite's on Hulu now and Portrait of a Lady on Fire is on Hulu. Um, so I highly recommend people check it out. Um, it was one of the more acclaimed movies last year. But, you know, if I knew that it would be the last movie that I would watch in a theater, like I'm totally OK with that fact. But like it just makes me so sad that like I'm just like, oh, man, like. Two months ago, I was sitting in a theater, like, not understanding that this would be it. But I I think it's great. And, again, like, I, I am trying to get more into, like, foreign films and, like, mm-hmm. just movies that are outside of, like, you know, our, like, stupid American minds. So, um, yeah, it's available for people to watch. So I highly recommend it. All right. Great. Excellent. Excellent. Um, the The other movie that I watched on the plane was Once Upon a Time. In Hollywood, yes. Um, I know. Uh, shockingly, I find that there's been like a lot of division about this movie. Like, there's like a vocal minority who were like, "I do not like this. I don't get it. It's so slow. Whatever." I is it like, because it's not like like violent scene after violent scene like some of his other movies? Yeah, I, I mean, maybe, maybe, but I just like I I. I I don't know where it falls under my favorite like Quentin Tarantino movies, yeah, but yeah. it's high. Um, it's in the top three. I mean, again, I haven't watched all nine of his stuff, but oh like, yeah, me neither. Me neither. Um, it's like I think it's my top three. Like Kill Bill's up there, and then like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is definitely like along with it. Um, I yeah, and you know like. Steve, if you really think about it, like, it's not like a ton of stuff happens in the movie, right? No, like, no. it's just a very, like, it's just a port, it's just a depiction, or I don't know, a snapshot in the lives of like these two guys in Hollywood and the people that sort of orbit their like world. But um, it's just, I don't know, it stayed with me for a really long time after I watched it. Is that sort of how you felt about it? Oh, for sure. You know, you know for me, I find that a lot of Tarantino films, it's like you have to pay attention. Like so much stuff is happening. If you blink, you'll miss something. Um, but with this, it was a lot. And, and that's not all like his movies are. I'm just saying in comparison to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, like Once Upon a Time just has less stuff happening. It's it's not necessarily like an action movie except for like the last like little bit yeah. of it. Um, but it's like the performances were so good. I like like the movie melted into my eyes. Like yeah, the the scene with like Leo and like that little girl. Yes, you know what I mean. Like those scenes. Uh, the, I mean my the my favorite scene is you know when Leo's just in the trailer by himself, like talking to himself. <laughs> you know after he messes up like his lines, like you know when Brad Pitt is like 
reminiscing about like his experience with like Bruce Lee or he's or like and his scene at like um the ranch like it's yeah. just all these yeah. like it's it, the like Quentin really got amazing performances out of out of these guys who like are no slouches by any means who could probably sleepwalk through a phenomenal performance and like you part know? of the fun is also just being like oh this person's in this movie oh oh that person's in this movie like there's like it's like such a stacked cast not just brad pitt and like leonardo oh. DiCaprio, but there's just like so many people um when al pacino shows up i was like what yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um like Luke Perry is in the movie and, and one of his last roles. Like it's, yeah. it's, yeah. Um, I, I like really think it's one of Leo's like best performances. Um, and like, you know, God forbid if he hadn't won the Oscar for like the Revenant a few Revenant. years ago, like I feel like the conversation around him and his performance would have been so much like more than, than it ended up being, um, this time around but yeah i totally agree i loved it yeah i mean it, it has some really um i don't i don't know what the right word is it, there's some really engaging scenes where like i went on youtube just to like watch it again mm-hmm. you know like um you know like brad pitt at the ranch and like leo like in the trailer like i i, I just like watching it i just yeah. like watching these guys do their thing yeah you know what i mean um yeah i I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. That that was also a movie that, like, at the end, I just, like, smiled and, like, made me happy. But I had to, like, Wikipedia a lot afterwards because I didn't know, like, a lot of the history behind it about, like, yeah. Sharon Tate and yep. well, all that stuff. So what's interesting about the movie, too, is that, like, it's, like, parallel. It's set in a sort of, like, right. parallel universe, right? Like, mm-hmm. so it takes elements. Um, so, like, Brad Pitt's character and, like, um, Leo's character are not real, but they're in a world that is real. They um, reference real shows and stuff. Yes, they reference yeah. real shows. Like, and then and then the ending completely is, it just, um, Quentin Tarantino sort of gives um, a different ending to an ending that exists. And I, I, I'm, like, explaining it, like, terribly, but... Um, it it's just it, it's it's such an interesting concept to me because he is like taking something that can be like essentially like a biopic but like but it's it's like I said in almost a, like an alternate universe um yeah. so i mean i love him um and what he's said he's going to do 10 movies right and this is his ninth so yeah that's what like, he says what what is the what's the 10th going to be yeah. yeah i have no idea i have no idea but i uh yeah, I I thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it was so good. Um, and for anybody who needs to know, like it, it's I think on Stars right now, and I think Stars is free for a little bit for a lot of um, cable oh subscribers. God. So if, if if you have the ability, please watch watch it on Stars. <laughs> if that's the case, please. Yeah, please and it's it. not a short movie either, but it's fine. It flies by. Yeah. Oh, it, you know that that was one of the underrated things about it is like yeah the runtime is not brisk at all but it i i felt like i flew through it and um it like made the plane ride like so short yeah i was like what i guess we're already here you know (laughs) yeah no it was really good um do you have another movie yeah so i have a pair of movies um uh 
but essentially, like, I had really never watched Step Brothers before, and it's on <gasps> Netflix. <laughs> it's so good. Why it's didn't so anyone good. tell me? Um, Catalina, Catalina Wine Mixer. Oh, my gosh, so good. Um, are we best friends now? Um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I, I mean, Will Ferrell is, like, I like Will Ferrell. Um, he's not in, like, my echelon of, like, like, Adam Sandler is my favorite, like, comedian slash, like, Oh, interesting. Real, like, like dramatic actor person. Um, and Will Ferrell's not, like, like in that category for me, even though I've liked a lot of the things that he's done. Um, but I just really loved it. Um, I don't really have a lot to say on it. But the other movie that I watched, um, have you ever seen Pop Stars Never Stop Popping? The Andy Samberg movie? Yeah. I've heard. I Okay, so full disclosure is... I thought it looked terrible, and so I never watched it. But I've literally never heard anyone who watched it say a bad thing about it. It's freaking hilarious, and you're right. Um, I think when it was released, people were confused um, because it it seems like a <laughs> it doesn't seem like a parody, but it is a complete parody. And like if you've ever watched like like a Miss Americana or like um like Justin Bieber's um like documentary Katy Perry's documentaries like it's it's like in the same vein and they have gotten like some amazing people to like cameo and like talk about this band like they're real um in the movie and it's it's awesome like ushers in it like in a very pivotal scene um but I've always just wanted to watch it and I never got around to watching it and it like I had had it recorded on my DVR forever and like I like finally watch it and it's like so funny and I, I I'm like obsessed with Andy Samberg so like it's not a surprise that I liked it so much but it's actually a very good movie and I think it's become somewhat of a cult classic too really uh-huh and so like I like literally like was on the Lonely Island like website like shopping for merch after this movie <laughs> so well, oh, so you... the the band in the movie that so it's Lonely Island is it no, Lonely Island? No, oh, okay. that's their that's the Andy Samberg um right, right, right. and his like crew is called Lonely Island, but the band is called Style Boys. But like it's all about like how like obviously like in a band like there's always like a lead singer and the person like who kind of stands out the most, and then like that character is like Andy Samberg's character, and then because he becomes so popular and famous, like he like it causes a rift between him and his band members, and so the whole mockumentary I should say is about like um it just kind of like what happened there and his struggle his like um like as he tries to put together like a solo career um but there's so many famous people in it just like I think these are just like friends that like they like all had like so Justin Timberlake is in it like I think Mariah Carey's in it like Seal is in it um (laughs) but it's just it's really funny I think you would like it so if you can ever find it like you should totally watch it because I cannot be the only person who like enjoyed this movie as much as I did wait where where did you watch it it was um I think it was like I think it was like airing on some like epics or something and I had recorded it but like I I don't know but like I literally will buy this movie because like I feel like if I'm ever down like I'll just like watch this Got it, got it. All right. No, I will, again, I've literally never heard anyone say anything bad about it. So good. So, yeah. All right, so I'll check that out. Um, the last movie I watched in theater uh, was a movie that you told me that I have to go see. And, yeah, I think sometimes people may think, like, when we say things to each other, we're just like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, okay. But that's actually not, I mean, like, I say that to people in real life. Yeah. You know what I mean? But 
I take the like your recommendations very seriously, and so I went out of my way and dragged some people along with me to watch mm-hmm. Knives Out. Oh, okay. I was like, what is he gonna say? Because yeah. like, I'm so nervous. Um, um hell yeah. And let me just say, it was either between that and like Uncut Gems. Oh, I really wanted to watch Uncut Gems. I did too. But I, the one of the uh, friends that I went to go see Knives Out with was like, I'm glad we went to see Knives Out instead of Uncut Gems. Because I guess he watched it like on his own. Okay, well, good news. I think Uncut Gems is going to be on Netflix in May. Oh, that's going to be great. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'll get to watch that without having paid money. Uh, but uh, yeah, Knives Out was... So fun. It's so, so fun. Can I ask you a question about Ryan yeah. Johnson, who I'm like yeah. really into? So, um, why was he so panned for directing one of the Star Wars movies? Oh God, because most people are idiots. Okay, I mean that's a fine answer, but his, like his Star Wars was so good. But that is that the is that a um, is that like a hot take or like I think so because like. Well, but no, how I is that true a, if, like, people, are, like, hate him so much? I think there's a vocal minority who, I think most people either liked it, most most people were, like, indifferent to liking it. There's uh, a section of people who, like, loved it, but there's the most vocal minority who hated it. Okay. And it's because they did he didn't do... Like they, I think a lot of people just wanted him to do what they expected this, where they expected the story to go, and he took it somewhere totally different. It was mm-hmm. so refreshing, mm-hmm. such a such a breath of fresh air, so different, subverted many expectations, you know. Yeah. Um, but because arguably Star Wars is the most like uh, prized IP, because it's like the first IP. You could argue, yeah. you know, yeah. Um, yeah. it. People were like, "No, like this. This is perfection. You can't mess with perfection. You have to keep it perfect. You can't make it dirty." And what he did was he he like played in this. He played in the sand with it. You know, he okay. took the toy out of the toy box, and he played with it. And these collectors were like, "I can't believe you did that." You did this, yeah. yeah. Okay. No, Ryan Johnson is great. He's great. He's so awesome. So good. Yeah. Um. What a what a really great script. What a like just everything about it. I'm glad you. I'm glad you liked it. Question: How many times have you seen it? I've only seen it once. Yeah. Same here. I like want to watch it again to see what I miss. Cause like me too. I I follow this weird, not weird. I shouldn't say that. I follow this like Twitter account that like it's like movie Easter eggs. And, uh, like, a lot of times it'll have, like, stuff from, like, Knives Out in it. I, I, I feel like I should send it to you next time mm. it, like, comes yeah. up. Yeah. You know, but I, I feel like there's a lot of, like, um, what is it, uh, like, foreshadowing in that movie that I just didn't think of until I, like, see it pop up on Twitter or whatever. But, no, right. I, Knives Out was great. You know, Chris Evans in, like, knitwear is great. Uh, the um, sweaters. Daniel Craig with a southern drawl. So is good. Great. I was... <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I was like talking with a Southern drawl after after <laughs> I watched it, and my wife was like not happy with that. Like, can you not and, do oh, that? Yeah. yeah. Not happy with that that at all. But um, I, I if if and when like Knives Out comes on like streaming platforms, um, like it it's fun. It'll get you thinking, but it's not like self serious at all. 
you can tell the cast had like fun making mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. film. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because there's so much energy, you know, coming from like oozing out of the the out of the performances. Um, and it's something that I feel like you could watch with like the whole family. Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. There's like, nothing like there's, yeah. There's nothing crazy. Like, yeah. Even though there's like death and like disease and like family issues in it it still somehow manages to be pg kind of right you know yeah yeah so yeah i i it was it was super enjoyable i'm glad you liked it i I thought you would i did i did i knew i would when you told me i have to see it and so i was very excited to see it yeah i feel like i don't really say that to you like that often just because like i do think we have like different tastes but also like I wouldn't really want to make you go watch something if I didn't think that, like, you might have an interest in it. So I'm glad it worked out. Yeah. We have this, like, Venn diagram of interests <laughs> where there's, like, stuff that you're interested in that I'm like, okay, I get it. Like, you really like Britney Spears. I get it. Yeah, you know, and there's yeah. stuff that I'm interested in where you're like, okay, cool. Like, video games, I get it. And, like, pro wrestling, like, I get it. But then there's this, like, middle ground over, of a yeah. overlap yeah and it's stuff like knives out where it's like that was phenomenal yeah yeah <laughs> it's knives out and marvel movies that's the event <laughs> of overlap and the marvel movies was like only within the last like a year and a half before i was like i don't get it i don't get it at all and now i'm just like when is the next movie coming <laughs> out <laughs> um so yeah that's those are all the movies that i've seen um have you has there anything that you've like either started or um rediscovered or you've been trying to catch up on during this whole like quarantine time? Yeah, I mean, so there's a lot of things that like I um have on my list that like either I haven't gotten to yet or like I just just started. Um oh, you know, like I, I have a fo- I have like a yeah. not like a follow-up question. I I have another question that'll maybe help frame this conversation. Ready? And I, I just thought of it now. Are are you prioritizing things that are newer or things that have already that like you kind of missed the boat on and you're going back to because you've heard things or it's like it's always been on your list? Like which one are you prioritizing? That's a fantastic question. Um, I think it's a mix of both. Um, it just actually is just like whatever strikes my fancy that day or whatever. So um, I've been doing a fair amount of like just checking off things that have always been on my list. But then but then I can't also help but like be sucked into like certain things that I know like people are watching and stuff. With that said, though, like I actually have not seen Tiger King yet. I know everybody <laughs> in the world has. So it is you on my list. You haven't seen a minute of it? I have not seen it. Yeah. Um, not even not a minute of it no because like why would I watch a minute of it like if I like I would just watch it then um but like I feel like I know things that happen and like people like some when I tell people that they like try to tiptoe around like what they're gonna say to me and I'm just like I don't care I already know what it's about I already know what's happening and like I like have heard so much about it that like by the time I watch it, like, I'm sure it'll still be compelling, but, like, it's not a spoiler. Like, any, none, nothing is, like, a spoiler alert to me. Right, right, right. Um, but I, I have started watching, like, other things. So, like, um, like I'm watching this, like, uh, show on Hulu called Devs. Oh. Um, with yeah. Nick Offerman? 
Yes. Um, I've heard and like, very... I love Nick Offerman, but like, this is not Nick Offerman. Like, it's not Ron Swanson, Rick, right. Nick Offerman. He's like, he plays a very creepy, like, serious guy. Um, but like, if you're a fan of like Ex Machina Annihilation, it's like Alex Garland who has who made those, um, who created those worlds, like, is also the creator of this show. And it's an eight episode series, and I'm like halfway through it. And I'm like really fascinated by it, even though like it's dark and like I kind of like also don't really understand what everything that's going on. Um, but like, I also like, I haven't heard a ton about that, like, about people talking about it. So I don't know if it's just not like doing like super well or whatnot but it's certainly not a tiger king thing where like literally everybody's watching it but it is like for me it is still like because they're still airing the episodes um like i'm still watching it um the other thing is like i think it's interesting like this whole fx on hulu thing so like it's not on fx right like this show is definitely just on hulu but like it's branded as fx on hulu so like what they're doing there i think is just kind of interesting and like i get but i also don't get um Mm -hmm. and um it's like it's a thing and i don't i don't really know how i feel about it but uh and i also don't know what other fx on hulu only shows there are but um they like really push that branding when like you're watching it so um I don't know. I think you would like it, Steve, but like it is, it is kind of hard to explain. It's also kind of creepy and um, it's definitely not like lighthearted. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've heard, uh, yeah, I, I clearly haven't heard as much stuff about devs as, as like Tiger King, like for sure, but I have heard like the little that I have heard about it. I have heard about it. Um, I hear it's excellent. And yeah. you know, Alex Garland, I think it, he like, he's not perfect, mm-hmm. but I mean, he's he's good you know what i mean yeah he's and he's good at what what he does he's not um it's like the stuff he doesn't do well yeah sure he doesn't do well but the stuff he does well he does like damn good yeah you know and so i yeah i i I think at some point i will try to watch watch it it. it's not i'll be honest it's not super high on my list um yeah it's not super high on my list but it's on it for sure yeah, there's just genuine moments of, like, real surprises in it that I have found myself, like, okay, like, that actually, like, that was good because, like, I literally <laughs> didn't predict that or I literally didn't know well that was done. going to happen. Yeah, well yeah, done. well done. Golf, like, you know, clap for you. Um, so, yeah, that's what I've been doing. Got it. Um, for me, I find that uh, I, I'm doing a little bit of – prioritizing like shows that i've always wanted to watch yeah just like you know didn't have time for or you know i was like oh but i'm watching other stuff instead um that plus shows that i kind of had like resigned myself to like never catching up on shockingly like so my example is like uh the two shows that i've been watching during COVID are the wire which is you know a show that i've always wanted to watch it's always been on my list um i've tried starting it a few times and it, it never stuck not because it was not good but because i was like oh let me just try to squeeze like half of the half of the pilot mm-hmm. let's you know see where the night takes me it's like oh i didn't have time or you know something else happened in my life where i was like okay i i, I guess i don't have as much time as as i thought so i i finished the first season i'm in i'm in a few episodes into into the second season 
but to kind of uh, pair that because I, I like pairing TV shows. So a, a good example is like when Game of Thrones used to be on, I used to like that Silicon Valley was right after it, you know, because you have like the hour long drama that can be like kind of dark and like get you like really mess mess you mess you up in the head. Pair so like, with it, and, but ending it with like a half hour of comedy. Right. Yeah. Okay. So you have to watch it sort of like back to back. Yeah. Exactly. So what I've been doing is I'll be watching The Wire, and the thing that I uh, paired with is another HBO show that I had just resigned myself to never watching because I never started it. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, you know, I'm, I guess I'll just never be into it. It's fine. Uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Oh, yes. I have not watched it, but um, uh, I love Larry David. Yeah, I, I love, I I mean, I, I don't know too much about him other than like, you know, the Bernie Sanders stuff on SNL. Yeah, and yeah. I, I like watching um him in, I remember one time we did a, obsession of the episode and mine was like larry david on jimmy kimmel yeah doing like and so i always laugh like whenever he like does anything um so i was like it just came up on my like recommendations for hbo go and i was like oh you know i was like i guess yeah this is gonna be like 20 25 minutes let me just like bang out one of these you know and, and it was totally worth it totally worth it it's super it it's interesting because the technology and like the clothes are like pretty dated yeah but the it 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 almost doesn't matter it doesn't take you out of it because the jokes and everything else it's just so good you know um so those are kind of the two things that i've been watching i like can't recommend both of them highly enough like they're both both of these things are like uh things at like the top of their game Right, the wire, which is like the hour-long drama, like really deep diving into like realistic storytelling, and then there's curb your enthusiasm, which is just like funny people being funny. Like that's just what it is. It's just funny people being funny. What is your favorite HBO original series of all time? Uh, I mean, as of right now, it would probably be Game um, of Thrones. Game of Thrones, yeah, okay. for sure. Okay. You know, but yeah. I mean, the wire is—it's like up there. It, it blew me. The first season blew me away with how how meticulous it was at trying to be as realistic as possible. Yeah, like shocked me. And funny enough, I'll tell you this like off air, but I remember doing a paper on David Simon in college, and it was in like a class that was like one of the hardest classes I'd I'd ever taken. The and the teacher was like, she was really mean mm-hmm. to like everyone. Um, and this was a paper that was w- worth 50% of our grade. And she, it was like a communication media class. And I like just chose David Simon because I was like, oh, he has two first names as a name. I was like, so I'll just choose him. <laughs> Are you in elementary school? That's how like little kids choose. Like. <laughs> and, and, and now I'm just ending up telling the story. So, like, she was notorious for, like, grilling people. She was like, oh, tell me why this person is important, either them or, like, what they're doing is important to the future of, like, media. Yeah. And I chose David Simon. And every time people, like, gave, um, like, because you, you had to write a paper and then you had to present it. You had to, like, say it in front of the class. And every time... The classes were like 90 minutes, 80 to 90 minutes, and we only ever got to do two per class because it was like a five to 10 minute like speech. And then the other 30 minutes, she was just grilling you 
about like what you missed and like did you how come you didn't talk about this like yeah. you know blah, blah blah i did mine on on david simon and i'm pretty sure i was no i know this for a fact i was the only one where she didn't have any follow-up questions because your report was so thorough because it was so good yeah and i remember being shocked because i didn't know it at the time but essentially what i said was david simon he was a journalist and yeah. he, used to, he used to be like a, a crime reporter he'd be in the cars with like these cops and so i think the reason the wire is so good and it spawned all these tv shows that end up being like super realistic you know all these tv shows obsess about realism now it's like oh we you know people are gonna know you can't just like pretend you know like they're you can't ask people to like suspend disbelief anymore you yeah. know and it's because you know um i think david simon constant thing was like if i want to tell a story about like drug dealers and how all drug not all drug dealers are evil people and not all cops are like ain't like not all drug dealers are demons not all cops are angels um if i want to tell that story like people aren't going to read magazines or newspapers if i want to hit as many people as possible i'm going to make a tv show and it doesn't have to be a true story. It just has to be, it doesn't have to be the true story. It just has to be like a true story. Mm -hmm. And I, that's how I like framed it. And she gave me an A and I like couldn't so believe it. So you owe this guy like a drink or something. Uh, pretty sure I do. Yeah. <laughs> pretty sure I do. So yeah, those are, the, those are the things that I've been, I've been watching. Um, what else? Okay. So I just, before we like wrap it up or whatever, like I kind of just wanted to um, also plug. Um, so like um, people joke like, oh, I watched all of Netflix. And I think that's funny because I'm just like, that's impossible. But like, um, but I've been watching. Well, I, okay, so I started off like not having watched any Korean dramas for a really long time. And I was very oh proud of goodness. this fact. Um, and then freaking Netflix and its algorithm and like whatever like fed me like so many like things for this one particular drama in uh in particular so like I started watching it and then after that I like watched something else and so now like I'm kind of like deep back in the hole of like watching Korean dramas on Netflix um but I'll only kind of just watch like what they deem Netflix original so like I refuse to like go beyond oh, that okay okay got it yeah Wait, Netflix makes original Korean dramas so essentially what they do is partner with um like a oh, Korean production company so it actually airs in Korea like on like a cable network or like whatever the network is but like it's deemed as a Netflix original um and I don't know if they like have a say in like the create um the production or anything or if they're just like funding it or if it's literally if if they're just a distribution partner I'm I'm gonna assume that it's the latter and that they're like they just have exclusivity into like the um distribution of the drama versus like having any sort of like creative um input into these things but I could be totally wrong on that but um the like the drama was called crash landing on you. And like, I only watched it because one of my friends was really into it. And like, I just kind of wanted to like bond with her and watch the thing that she was into. Um, and then after that, I started watching another one called Itaewon class, which I think is the more interesting of the two, um, just because it kind of delves into like societal things. Um, like there's a transgender character 
on it and like I just don't think that's like still a thing in Korea and like right. um it's just it's been kind of like a very interesting experience um but the thing that I wanted to end with um so I also watched um a movie called Tiger Tail so really not to be confused with Tiger King um <laughs> But I, but is that um, the Alan Yang one? Yes. Yeah, so Alan Yang was also joking, like, "Oh, like I don't mind if people confuse it with Tiger King and like, like stumble upon this movie while searching for Tiger King." Uh, but essentially, it's like loosely, like it's um, Alan Yang who is like um, a director and creator who has done like Master of None and has been a writer on The Good Place, and um, he he uh, like loosely based this story on his like dad's life so it's like half like immigrant story half like like uh just the movie about somebody or like you know people like us who just um like you know like your very confusing and complicated relationship with your parents you know um but like I can't say that it was my favorite movie but what I did appreciate about it is like the entire, like, the movie is, like, in Taiwanese, Mandarin, and English. And I think the languages, those three languages, like, are pretty equally, like, so it's, like, uh, mm-hmm. like a third of the movie is in each of those languages, which I think right. is, like, fascinating. And, like, he actually said that he started making this movie before, like, the crazy rich Asians boom, before the parasite boom. So, like, now to see a movie like this, like, it's not as quite as, like, holy crap, like, this is, like... right like game changing but it's still game changing in the sense that like it's it got made and it's it's a movie with like these asian actors there's no people of like any other like descent um in it and um it's a it's and it's like it's a very quiet intimate portrayal of something right so it's like it like it has so many things going against it in terms of like getting it made and like something like this existing on Netflix and like on like anything. Um, but it, it, so for all of those things, I think it's just like, um, like a, like a feat in itself. And like, um, you know, again, it's, not, I didn't love it as much as I thought I would, but like, it's all, but it's, it's good. And I, like, I kind of recommend it to anybody who like, kind of like wants to see what like, um, like immigrant life is like and just you know like a quiet portrayal of just like ordinary people trying to just like live their lives um um but yeah like the immigrant like story is something that I'm like really interested in um and I wish he had leaned into that more but yeah I mean so if you stumble upon tiger tail while searching for tiger king you should you should still check it out yeah definitely no that sounds that sounds good I I'll uh I'll I'll take a look at uh, Tiger Tail. That that's a really good explanation of it. I I, ju- I just knew it as like the Alan Yang yeah. movie. Um, and I I cannot wait to hear your thoughts about Tiger King. I'll be honest. I will, yeah, Janelle I'll watch. and I only watched one episode, and we were like, not for us. Oh, seriously? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I'm curious to hear your thoughts about it, and if you end up getting like really deep into it yeah and then i'm gonna be like uh steve i started a tiger king podcast <laughs> because i'm so into it okay great um is there anything else you want to talk about before we wrapped up no i think that's a lot of things oh yes one more thing mm-hmm. um you have you watched um uh john krasinski's new project on youtube no may i recommend I saw, this? I saw is that the same thing as when he was with 
like doing the Zoom call with Steve Carell? Yes. Okay. So he started an, uh, he started a YouTube channel called Some Good News, and he pretends he's like a news anchor, and like um, he basically solicits like all week like um, people to send him like just like good things that are happening in the oh, world. Interesting. Um, and then on Sunday night, he releases each episode. Episode two is the best because um, he essentially there's a girl who her mom tweeted that like she just like turned nine, and her favorite musical ever is Hamilton, and like they can't um, they had tickets to go watch it, but obviously like they can't because it's like oh i'd heard now. about that and so then like he gets like lin-manuel miranda to join the zoom call and the little girl's like kind of like freaking out because she's just like oh my gosh like i love you and then he's like oh like john krasinski's gonna give you tickets to go watch the show but like i'm gonna do you one better and then the music starts and like literally the entire original cast of hamilton come, like joins the zoom call to like to sing alexander hamilton which is the first song off of the soundtrack um and, you know, like, it's it's just, it's, I, like, cry in every episode because, like, what? it's, like, yeah, because, like, it's just about, like, people doing good things or people, like, just things to, like, get your mind off of things. And, like, he's doing amazing things. Like, in this last episode, like, he literally, like, surprised, like, um like, the ICU team of, like, a hospital, like, the court, like, the COVID-19 unit of a hospital and gave them, like, Red Sox tickets for life because they're in Boston. And, like, it's just, it's really nice. And, like, it's, it's just a nice way to spend, like, 15 minutes of your time just to, like, watch some, like, really like positive things that are happening in the world because of all of this, um, despite all of the things that are going on. So um, please watch it. All right. I, you know what? That I'll check that out. I will definitely check that out. Check I'll out watch it with my wife. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think she will like do. It. All right. Um, so with that, uh, I think this will probably be a little more regular than our previous schedule. Yes. Um, so, because, I mean, like we said, we're both incredibly, like, in some ways busier, but in other ways have more free time. Where are we going like to go? A weird yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, so be on the lookout for more for more episodes. Uh, remember to rate, review, subscribe on iTunes. And until, until next time, guys, make sure you check out if you uh, are able to. If you're trying to figure out what you want to watch, feel free to, to check out all the recommendations we gave. Um, until next time, guys, you want to say bye, Jen? Bye, guys. Stay safe.